Hi, this is Cam Smith, and this is the podcast of Triple R's Eat It, a weekly radio show about food and drink broadcast live on Triple R from Melbourne, Australia every Sunday. Hope you enjoy the podcast and feel free to get in touch with us via the Triple R website. Hey, guys, why don't we eat? Dear, don't cause a fuss. I'll have your spam. I love it. I'm having spam, spam, spam. It's that time, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the afternoon here on 3 Triple RFM. I see the scientists are doing a little bit of high-fiving, saying, <laughs> yeah, that was good. And um, gosh, they nailed it. Yes. Great science communicators. And uh, you are part of listening to this great Spoken word uh, part of the day. Tim's been warming us up. He's uh, he's out there. I made him a coffee before. Oh, nice. Everyone's in a good mood today because the sun is out. It's been a pretty <laughs> damp and drizzly few days in Melbourne. But today we get some respite. The sun is shining. Everyone is happy. Dare I say it, though, sun with some degree of trepidation oh. in the fact that it's that whole make hay while the sun shines. Yes. So it's like, I don't want to come inside. I had the heater on last night. That was no good. It's like it's almost November. Surely it's time for a bit of warmth, but we'll get there, I'm sure. We will see. We will see. But uh, welcome, dear listeners, whether you are listening on this Sunday when the sun is shining or if you choose to listen to us at a point of time Mm. in the future. Future, future, Mm. future, future. Um, And uh, we've got Matt here, as you can tell. Hello, Cameron Smith. Uh, good to be Ooh. sitting here in Studio 2 in East Brunswick with you. we got a good show today. i got two coffees under my belt, so You do. You out. are highly caffeinated today. Um, look out well. Um, I had Cammy uh, too much caffeine. <laughs> it's my... Uh... And someone fixed the coffee machine here a couple of weeks ago. Thank you, Mystery Coffee Machine Fairy. Yes, they... It's they pour again. They have indeed. We have two grips going. Yes. And the grind is good. So all is well with the world, and especially the fact that uh, we will be talking... To uh, the disruptor, the innovator, the instigator. His name is Joost Backer. Yes. Yes, sirree. We could almost do a rap about him. Because um, Matt was playing me rap music this morning. That I was. I, I've sort of lost track of all the things that Yoast done over the years. So most recently, the Future Food System there in Fed Square, and Cam, you were conducting tours around there for about six months. I was, and I was, uh, uh, it was a great collaboration, and it was a great honour to be working with him and showing off this uh, platform for yep. uh, self-sustainability. 
uh, a house that feeds you, it uh, is off the grid, and very, very importantly, it'll resist bushfires. I feel like every time we speak to Yoast, I learn something. I go, oh, yeah, ah. that makes sense. I still remember or, many years ago he was running a cafe in the city, and rather than just do what all the other cafes do and order crate loads of two-litre plastic containers of milk, mm-hmm. he said, I might just ring up the milk farmers and see if I can take some reusable containers up there. Schultz Dairy, if I remember rightly. Yes. And then he got stainless steel uh, old-fashioned... Yes, <laughs> milk fats. Like yeah. Just picture a milk fat in your mind, that was it. And then he plumbed in a system underneath. That was just one thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the, um, his, uh, his documentary about uh, the experiences of greenhouses going on the road, I yep. will declare an con- um, interest in this in the fact that I will be moderating um, oh, the no. sessions, which I'm very much looking when forward to. When is this happening? I know we will do the cell later on. I will do the cell later on. But, right. yeah, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Saturday, Sunday. Sunday in Lawn. So I'll be leaving for Lawn after the show next week. Oh, uh, next week. Okay, or this yeah, week, ne- I should say. Yeah, yeah coming up. Yes, yeah. this is the start of the week. Uh, <laughs> also, Yost uh, has promised, he said, we have worldwide announceables for you. Yeah. I don't know what that is. I don't know either. So Maybe you sold peace, sold peace in Ukraine or something. And yes. We'll see. Yes. Yes. Uh, who knows? Thanks for Sorry, that. the mind boggles, but I thought I'd better <laughs> just never miss an opportunity to keep your mouth shut. 12.06 here. Uh, as well as Yoast, we've got John. Um, and then, yep. waiting patiently in the green room, there he is looking across, going there with Tim Thorpe. He was having a good chat with Tim before. Don't know that. Tim's doing some They've, filing Oh, now. he's done filing. He's, he's a triple R filing the accounts. He's a busy man. Uh Aaron Crowcroft, who uh, um, an expat from Austin, Texas. Yes. And um, I met uh, Aaron the other day at a function at a place called Rice, Paper, Scissors, mm-hmm. which is sort of like inspired by the hawkers' bars of Southeast Asia. Yep. Got places around the, the place. Anyway, I had a dinner there, and I met Aaron. And I went, ooh, you sound interesting. And, and, and I thought, it, interesting the experience of... Um, Someone who uh, grew up in uh, in Texas. Mm-hmm. Is that the Panhandle? I have to ask you about that. And uh, Austin is a very, very liberal Texas city. It's, yeah, it's sort of it's the standout. It's the purple city. It is a standout in a very uh, conservative state. Which is going more and more purple, they say. There we go. I'm look, looking. He's going... <laughs> Noah! What did I say? <laughs> is it Aaron? No, did I really? It's Noah. It is too. What? Okay. Um... Yes, there you go. There, well, there's uh, there's something that I'm. But still just, from Texas. Yeah, stuck my foot in my mouth, and I, as <laughs> I as I take that out, and we move along. But with definitely from Austin, Texas, yes. and I'd love to talk about the cultural milieu of Austin. Tim's just got that little smile going. <laughs> Can you idiot? <laughs> I'm blushing, and uh, but I wanted to talk to him quite seriously. Mm. Um, about the culinary threads that inspire him. Um, he comes from a place that has amazing culinary diversity. I mean, one of the things that's extraordinary about mm-hmm. America is that the food traditions there, as you go from region to region, are many, varied mm-hmm. and profound. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, maybe not quite the same as here, probably because um, America, USA, was colonised. Yes. 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 Uh, earlier than Australia was, and maybe they had a time to... Not by much, though. Only by, what, 20 years? But Ooh. No? Earlier. 
16 CNR, all right. Earlier, Matt. Yeah, 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 do your maths, Matt. Yeah, yeah there you go. Do your maths, Dan. Oh, it's good to see someone else is making a mistake today. You're just doing that to make me feel good. Yeah. Uh, yes. So, let's um, uh, maybe move on. It is 12.09 here. We promised that we would talk to Yoast. I did want to mention one thing in the fact that it was National Pastor Day or World Pastor Day. How did you celebrate World Pastor Day earlier this week, Kevin oh, Smith? I thought about Rosa Mitchell. Oh, Rosa, as in Rosa's Kitchen there Rosa's in Canteen. the city? Yeah, yes. in the fact that um, I didn't do... Have I done any pastor this week? No, I haven't. Um, but uh, Rosa still does beautiful pasta, and I'm, I'm sure there are a lot of people doing great pastas, and maybe there's still time for you to be inspired to do a beautiful pasta dish. Might be a good time to maybe make some, make some pesto. Oh, yes, this is the sun fresh basil around. Yes, yes, mm. yes, yes. Pesto is pretty easy if you've got some fresh basil kicking around. And those pine nuts. Yes. And, uh, and you know, hopefully a mortar and pestle. I think you can do pesto in a processor, but that's really not the fun of it, is it? You want to get a mortar and pestle out and just get some frustrations out. Oh, you must do it in a yeah. mortar and pestle because otherwise it just... Um, it does. It tastes different, doesn't it? Because it, it textures all wrong. The it, processor cuts rather than sort of bruises and yes, yes. Mm. It, it becomes sort of this damaged foam, <laughs> rather than a lovely granular, beautiful granular thing. That, yes, an uh, an aromatic granular. Um, accompaniment. Or if you couldn't be bothered, uh, you could do a lot worse than heading into the city and going to Roses if you've not been there before. I love going there and just seeing Roses still behind the pans every day on the pass. Yes, and uh, and also there's uh, there's a very very good cookbook that Roses did. But uh, happy World Pass today. Yes, twelve ten. Lovely that you've joined us here in the afternoon. I hope that where you are. The sun is shining, and uh, and there's there's no rain around because mm-hmm. we could uh, we could do it a few days like that. Yeah, there's been a lot of rain up north too, so hopefully you're staying dry wherever well, you are. It was actually the first thing that Noah said when he came in mm. was, "It's sunny out there. It's really really good." <laughs> so anyway, we'll be speaking to him later on. We have got a report with John. Yep, and uh, hopefully we'll get Yoast on the line from Bris Vegas. Let's see how we go. Let's see how we go. All right. Wish us luck. Thank you, Matt. Hi, I'm Tetsuya. You are listening to Eat It on 3 Triple R. Yeah! Ah, yes. Makes you want to dance. <laughs> Yost, are you dancing around? Yes, to... I am. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> that was a very uh, quick Dan- throw. Dancing at you? Um, it was um, contemplative. It was like, yes. But what I'm dancing one? in a taxi in Brisbane, sunny Brisbane. It's absolutely beautiful here. Oh, my God. I suppose see yeah, all, all that jacaranda will be out all over the place up there. Would that be right? Yeah. it's um, Yeah, the sun is shining. I don't know how warm it is, but it's about 30 degrees warmer than Melbourne right now. <laughs> I can imagine that. Too. Yeah, it was, it was cold over here last night. But, um, hey, what are you doing up there? Uh, it's the Brisbane Film Festival. So we're up here for oh. the film, and Matt Stone and I are doing a Q&A after the film tonight. Oh. So, yeah, well, it's a little exciting. I'm, uh, I'm about to see Alex Jarkovsky. Does anyone remember Alex? Alex? Cafe Doppio, uh, oh. Elizabeth Street Espresso. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's moved up here and has a, has a place called um, Julius Pizzeria. Ah, uh, bringing a bit of culture to the northern heathens. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm not. I haven't, <laughs> I'm still in a taxi. I'm not saying anything out loud till I get out. <laughs> Are we on speaker? Yeah, uh, I am. Oh, okay. Well, just anyway, keep it quiet, Cam. You know, like okay. we're in foreign territory here. Yeah, so I'm just easy, trying to be easy, noble. easy, buddy. No, I'm just being needlessly yeah. provocative. It's just you know my way. Every now and then, you got to you know you got to prod a little bit. Um, so the name of the film is Greenhouse Damn. by Just. Yes, and. Uh, I mean, and uh, <laughs> forgetting your own name, uh, and it, it chronicles the uh, the trials, the tribulations, the celebrations, uh, the success of uh, the dwelling that was in Birong Ma next to the Yarra, and uh, and and that whole thing from little things, big things grow. Absolutely, it was you know what a crazy time, and it feels like a yeah, lifetime ago, but it, does. it was only yeah. We took the building down in July this year. What was that like? What was it like to actually just... It must have been... Was it bittersweet to take it all to pieces? Or were you sort of thinking this is the right timing for it to leave uh, that area nestled by Fed Square? Well, I mean, I couldn't publicly say it, but I can now. I was kind of excited about building it permanently, and it's going down to Heronswood, to the diggers. It is going to Heronswood. Yeah, and um, oh. we are going to. It'll be a permanently, you know, it'll be a permanent building, and yes. um, together with their help, we'll be able to cover it with even more species and vegetation. And that's great. And you know, the seed saving um, club that's down there. So I'm really excited about, you know, building it permanently. Oh, that is that is really really good. So, um, and of course, that's an association you've had with uh, uh, Penny and Clive Blazy, uh, yep. with with diggers. And uh, for those that have never been to Heronswood, Heronswood is the most amazing property that's sort of on a little escarpment uh, in Dramana that overlooks the bay. And uh, historically, I think it belonged was built for the very very first dean of law at Melbourne Uni in the nineteenth century. It's, it's it's such a you know I, I just love that garden and you know the space. My mum's got a beach house down there, mm. so you know been there many times and you know it's it's amazing what they've done. It started I think in '78, but if you look at what they've done from a seed saving point of view, I mean there's so many varieties that exist now yeah. because they exist that you know um, would would have been lost. I have no doubt, and you know I think that taking it to the next generation with this building and getting people excited about urban food production and, and you know, you know, um, you the know, treasures that, that were almost lost that they still have. I don't know how many varieties they've got, but it's well over 30,000 varieties of tomatoes and lettuce and, you know, the, yeah. all these things that... that it's we, it's like we, Yoast. You know, you've we've I think both of us have the same publication. There's this beautiful book that was published by Tashin. And it's uh, it's a seed catalogue from the 19th century, and it has beautiful illustrations. And the thing that is so sad about this glorious publication is most of the varieties that are in there no longer exist. Yeah. They no longer exist. And we do have a very last barrier is this thing, I think it's somewhere in Finland or somewhere above the Arctic Circle, that if... Stuff really goes down. There's a seed bank there. But 
you know, bearing that, it's people like Clive and Penny that are keeping the diversity of seed production and what we have um, going. Yeah. I know, and, you know, one of my favourite memories was, I mean, Clive was one of the first people to visit the site when we were building. Yeah. And, you know, just, oh, there's Clive. He'd rock up on his bicycle, you know, from Northcote. He'd ride his bike from Northcote to see how the house is coming along. And, mm. you know, he, he just he just loved it. And, um, you know, obviously it was originally meant to be my mum's house. And, yeah, he, he, was, he instantly said, I really would love to see this. <laughs> I remain want, open to I the want public your house. And, and, yeah. <laughs> Give I me your house. house. <laughs> no, he doesn't speak like that. That's, he does not sound like Arnold Schwarzenegger or even like Cam Smith doing a bad Arnold Schwarzenegger imitation. But um, now, so um, I'll allow you to blow your horn here that uh, there has been accolades flowing. Um, and uh, Yeah, we got a message from the US yep. uh, this morning saying that the film won uh, the Audience Award for Best Documentary um, at the Newport Film Festival, which is... Jeez, I wish I was there. Yeah, the people have spoken. The good folk of yeah, Newport. Yeah, so really nice. Yeah, yeah, so that's so cool. And, yeah, so next week we start on a bit of a tour in cinemas, so the film will be out in cinemas in Melbourne and uh, Sydney and Brisbane. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually here in Brisbane because it's being shown today at the... Brisbane International Film Festival. Yes. So I'm doing a Q and A with Matt uh, after the film, and yeah, so it's really humbling and exciting to see that you know two, two years of filming, they've done su- such a great job putting this film together. And what I love is that it's resonating with people, and you know the idea that we don't need to, re- you know, we don't need to wait for an Elon Musk or someone superhuman to come from outer space to give us a solution. The solution exists <laughs> with the people that, you know, yes. are here in Melbourne. And, and the film celebrates all the brilliant people that exist in our community, whether it's, you know, the, the, the layfields who are making, you know, building materials out of straw or it's, you yeah. know, the, the batteries that are 100 years old keeping a house off-grid. And, you know, there's so many amazing people with amazing ideas that live right where we are. And it's just about getting that conversation going and getting people excited about the potential of our urban environment to feed us and, and give us energy. And and um, so, you know, I've said it many times before, I think we're living in one of the most exciting times in human history. And the next 10 years, we'll, we'll, we will radically change how we live. And we need to. Got to say, Yos, there was uh, that moment I think I came one day when I was, maybe I wasn't quite as bright and bubbly as I usually am, and uh, you said, what's, what's wrong, Cam? And I went, uh, uh, well, whatever, and uh, and you hit me with that. It was one of the first times I'd heard anyone say it, but it seemed, it resonated so much when you said to me, Cam... Fear not, my friend. You didn't actually talk like that, but you said, look, don't worry, mate, because you don't realise it, but we are in the middle of a revolution. It's happening all around us. Might be a little bit late in, in some quarters, but it certainly is happening, yeah? Yeah, and, you know, there's a whole bunch of crazy stats that I could, you know, talk about, but whether it's a massive reduction in energy use and uh, the uptake of of like, just this morning, the Indian government announced the banning of glyphosate. You oh, know, hooray! One of the world's biggest users of glyphosate. Wow, in the world. that's big. You know, and this 
um, there's so many great things happening, and I think people are starting to understand that we need to yeah. stop using toxins and chemicals and pesticides. And and you know, why, why should the people who grow our food end up dying from the chemicals that they use to try and grow our food? You know, like yeah. it's and it's, also it's, uh, here's another one for you. Even even Jeremy Clarkson is understanding that you shouldn't use nicotinoids because you kill bees. Hey, yeah. that's good. So, um, yep. and you said uh, that you had uh, was uh, was that all the announcements? There was there was some sort of worldwide announcement you wanted to make on this well, humble another, little platform. Another, as you remember, Doug McMaster, who was the head chef at Silo when I had Silo in Melbourne. Yes, he came over with um, uh, his partner, and they stayed at oh yeah, our I house that. and fell, fell in love with the house. Anyway, he uh, sent me a video yesterday saying that he's found a site for a future food system in London. So uh, it's looking like uh, there will be a greenhouse will live on overseas. So I'm pretty excited about that. Matt dropped his pen. I say, say, it's cool. It's very good news. It's awesome. you, I did drop you, my pen. You like, dropped your pen. I was pen. so excited to write that down. <laughs> That's great. Whereabouts in London? It's in Hackney Week. In Hackney so, Week? yeah. Is that a place? Hackney and, Week? Uh, directly, more... directly opposite Silo. So, um, yeah, he's it, well, they've, they're quite excited. To, they've offered in a couple of different spots, but yes. yeah, there's one directly opposite the restaurant, which is just incredible. So, wow, that is, yeah. that is, that is great news. And so you're going to send Jura panels from Bendigo to him? Well, I mean, he's pretty excited to to do the same as what I did. And, as much and as he can. With... Celebrate local. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah I get it. Got, of course. Yeah, you know, the one thing that Silo did here is we didn't have wine bottles because we had winemakers that could put wine into kegs for us. Well, London, that's not possible. So he does have glass. Mm. And so he's actually uh, crowdfunded a machine from New Zealand that turns glass bottles back into talcum powder. And with that, they're making plates and bowls and lights. And and so he's wanting to make the floor tiles and, and the kitchen bench out of the old wine bottles from silo so ah, i mean that, great. he's got a whole bunch of great ideas so it'll be very different to the one that that was in melbourne but the idea that's the whole point right we're trying to inspire people to mm. move on and 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 make it even better move on react evolve that sounds great uh the greenhouse documentary is on uh this week i'll give the dates very very quickly thursday november 3rd uh in belgrave at the cameo belgrave staying at six thirty. Friday, Cinema Nova, 6.30. Saturday, there's a couple. There's the Astor in the afternoon uh, and also the Westgarth in the afternoon. And then Sunday, which I'm very looking forward to. I'm going to get my skates on and get down to Lawn after the show, November 6th. Little ticket, here we come. Yeah, there we go. Uh, say good day to Lockie. Uh, also, also um, Cam, we're in um, Bendigo and in Castle Maine. There we go. So uh, that's on the Wednesday and the Thursday next week. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, have fun in, in Bruce's. Um, enjoy uh, the fruits of, uh, well, let's, let's face it, uh, Brisbane has come a long, 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 long way. And uh, it must be great enjoying that beautiful climate. So uh, enjoy it. Say good day to Matt. And thanks so much for your constant support of our little project, mate. We appreciate it. Well, it's a, I just think it's a fabulous collaboration. I just enjoy uh, enjoy working with you, Yost. Thanks, mate. See, see you later. On, uh, see you next week. Done. Bye. 12.24, 12.25.
we will be going to market, but I think Matt some wants- music. For, I was just going to say, if uh, any of those screenings pique to your interest, you could just Google uh, "Greenhouse by Yoast." And go. then uh, you'll fin- figure out where the cinemas are near you, including Bendigo and Castlemaine, not Castlemaine. I didn't want to say it. I know. Yes. Uh, good news about London, though. That's excellent news. Yeah, 1225 Music. PJ. Some music. This is a podcast from Triple R, an independent media organisation in Melbourne, Australia. Triple R is listener supported radio and receives no direct government funding. If you would like to financially support Triple R by donating or becoming a subscriber, hit up rrr.org.au to find out how. Triple R. All right, come on, we need to get this thing done, don't we? The day is going. We're burning daylight, John. A very good morning to you. A very good morning to you too. The sun shines out. When we walked out the front door this morning, it was burning. And it's cooler here, but the sun's still out. It's feels good just to get a little bit of vitamin D action happening and just feeling a little bit of sunshine on the face, sunshine on the skin and maybe just warming you up a little bit. Hopefully it'll stick around for a little bit longer but uh, gee it's good to see you. Now I've just been to see Robbie and um, next door who sells more fruit than, than you do. Well He's all fruit. He's all fruit. His brother's got a little bit of veg beside him. Yeah and I've got um, I'm thinking of doing fish tacos tonight. And I've got a really lovely pineapple that uh, he does. And it's uh, already prepared because he's got that machine that he's... Oh, what is it? It's really like a a, um, a stainless steel cutter that cuts the pineapple and does that. Bit of chilli, bit of coriander, bit of lime juice. There's my salsa. Sounds good. This pineapple's um, a very low acid, very high sugar yeah. pineapple. Yeah. There's no core, no skin. No. Very few of the pits from the skin left on it, so mm. you just slice and dice and away you go. It's six bucks, but wow, what convenience food. Oh, definitely. I, I took a, an overripe one home and Franca made an upside-down pineapple cake. No way! Uh, and oh. she, she put a banana and apple through really? the mixture and it, it was glorious. Oh, John, you remind me of my mum. I, yeah. I've never made one myself, but my mum used to make one of those every now and then and they were great. Look it up, folks. It's really just a batter that you pour over the top of. You arrange yeah. the fruit in the, yeah. in, the, in the frying pan. Bang. And and the um, pineapple caramelise is on the bottom. Oh, and it's just fantastic. We're going to take a little break. Yeah, John had to uh, go and serve someone. Sorry about that, folks. But we're back, and he's come back with a single broad bean. Yes. Because, and a beautiful one, too. Because you know where we're going to put it. Um, where? With the Kartoffi. I've got this beautiful, ugly, prickly, spiny, spiny, purpley, but it's beautiful. Son of a thistle. Son of a thistle. Maybe this one's a mother because this is a mean, (laughs) a mean Kartoffi. Now, uh, this is a Spinoza, which means a prickly one. Now, what we do is we cut the top off and then we get the scissors and snip the... um, prickles off mm. and then maybe we remove one or two layers because this is a, a softer, sweeter, mm. nuttier artichoke. Oh really? And this is beautiful to chop in half and um, do in the pan or in the oven or, or stuffed or just steamed with potatoes and broad beans. That's why I bought the broad beans to remind So you can roast an artichoke? Of course. You can so cut in it into half. four. Maybe yeah. four if you haven't done it before. Yeah. And um, put it in with your potatoes and that. 
Uh, you make sure that it doesn't get burnt, so you either cover it with whatever else there is or... Keep make your sure eye on it. Keep your eye on it. Whack a bit of foil over it if it's starting to get a little bit. And what, about 20 minutes? Yeah, about that, like your normal roast. Yeah. Um, and they come up a treat. Yes. And then um, if you've peeled enough back off, you can eat everything. If not, you have a little bit of fun sucking the juice off mm. if it doesn't dry too much. Uh, the possibilities are endless. Yeah. When I had these... Um, uh, it's probably 10 years ago, I had the baby ones, which is hard to get because mm. no one grows a spinoza much anymore. Right. And uh, Franco went out. So what does John do? John gets out of chokes out of the fridge, peels them back, chops them up, throws them in a fry pan to fry them up. Yeah. Uh, and I was making toast and Franco comes home. Oh. Why, why are you in my kitchen? You're making a mess. Why are so, you in my kitchen? So, so while we're having words, they burnt a little bit. They were a little bit crunchy, but I put them on the toast. Oh, it was like heaven on a stick. So it still worked. Wow. So there are so many things you can do. Wow. And the, and we have spoken so long and uh, about these artichokes. So, yeah, we should uh, we should probably move on from there. You brought out... Um, An uglier uh, capsicum. Oh, this capsicum weighs nearly 400 grams. It's a beautiful capsicum. It is a beautiful capsicum. It's on the riper side. Yes. It's got a few wrinkles on it. Yeah. Now, when a capsicum's like this, it's still crisp to eat in a salad, but mm. it's ideal to grill or roast. Oh, my God, yes. Now, the reason Dude, being... It transforms. It's, it's transformed. A lot of the moisture's coming out of the capsicum. It's a yeah. little bit drier. It's sweeter. It's sweeter. It doesn't burn. Yeah. The skin will burn but the capsicum won't. Uh, when they're too young, they're full of moisture. Uh, the capsicum itself will burn yes. and taste more smoky, but not a nice smoky. Yeah. And, um, you know, then you, you, you uh, either cover them with a tea towel or put them in a plastic bag, peel them, mm. dress them with olive oil, a dash of vinegar, parsley, garlic, salt. What else do you want in life? Oh. On crusty bread, made in heaven. Bit of cheese. Made for pastadura. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's something about the, 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 the pastadura loaf... And that's you know, when it's still warm yes. and it's bathed in a bit of olive oil and yes, some yes. salt. Yes, definitely. A bit of pepper. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yes, my God. A um, little bottle of wine. There you go. You and me <laughs> by the river. No, stop that. Okay. We're getting carried away. Uh, how much are these and where are they from? Uh, this one's out of Queensland. Yes. Uh, we're selling six. You can buy cheaper depending on size and quality. Yes. Um, there's a lot of beautiful South Australian ones around at the moment as well. Mm. Uh, the price is very good considering that it's been raining and God knows what else up even in Queensland. That's a very, very good price. Okay. And thank you. We need to address what is the obvious thing. I sort of skirted around it talking about my salsa for tonight but we need to acknowledge uh, the pain and suffering that is happening for a lot of farmers a lot of people that live near water and waterways um, what have you been hearing have you been hearing anything about what's going on yeah we've been looking up on instagram you'll see some um, beautiful photos and you'll see some ugly photos yeah. you'll see the fields um of lettuces and cabbages uh, where you can just see the tips of the produce sticking up. Uh, orchards with a metre and a half of water. Mm. Those poor trees will never recover. Yeah. So you think these guys have been... If, if it's um, a crop that crops and you pick and then plant another one, you know, they've got to wait for the soil to dry. They've got to recondition the soil. Uh, a lot of the topsoil has been washed away and they've lost that crop and all the work they've put into it. So you've got to think of it like that. So it'll be a long time coming for the next crop. And the poor trees in the orchards, 
Some may recover, some may not. So God knows what's going to happen. Um, I'm sure that uh, some of our summer uh, fruits may have been affected. I don't know. We'll have to see. Things like um, I've just noticed that here it is. Uh, it's a real signpost of the the seasons. It's nearly Cup Day, and there they are. There's some cherries. Yeah, the cherries. Pretty, pretty are there. fugly ones for twelve dollars. I probably well, wouldn't go near them. That's not bad going for a first cherry. You know, but go and get a taste. Maybe even stew them up very quickly and have yeah. them on ice cream. Um, and even just to wet the tongue, sometimes that's all you really need. Well, look at you so standing up for early know. fruit. Well, no, the Aussie fruit, yeah, yeah. OK. Peaches are different things. I was going to say, stone fruit, we go, yeah. you, you just don't touch it. Well, early peaches always sour, but some yeah. people like it like that, crunchy and that. I like my peaches to be juicy and sweet. All right, I'll, um, I'll go one more. I'll, uh, I'll see if I'll go top trump on you with the, uh, with the cherries. Pickled cherries. You could pickle some. Yes, I've had a pickled cherry. They're all right. Because in the olden days, you only had one go. You know, you picked and ate, and what you didn't eat, you had to pickle mm. or preserve. Yeah. So, you know, when um, you've got a zucchini plant has got six million zucchinis, you have fried zucchini, steamed zucchini, baked zucchini, <laughs> zucchini omelette. Zucchini um, salad. Zucchini salad, zucchini yeah. in, the, in the jar. Zucchini soup. Uh, and, and you do the same with fruits because, yeah. you know, once you've picked them, that's it. It's yeah. done. So, you know, if you want to eat all year round, they had to do that. Now we're lucky. We get sweet corn, we get it from Victoria, we get it from New South Wales, we get it from Western Australia, we get it from Queensland. So we're never without a sweet corn. Yeah. And, and in a way it's tragic because um, you forget seasons. Yes. And, and another thing oh, that yeah. comes Melbourne Cup week are the fresh red salad onions. Yeah. We've got the first batch of fresh red salad onions with the long stem on the end. Yep. They came out of the Bendigo Goldfields. Uh, there's three onions there for $6, a lot of money, but when you have a salad, they're beautiful. And we've still got the white ones. Um, there's five or so in a bunch from um, out uh, Dandenong on Cranbourne Way. They're $6 as well. They really make a salad. They really do. They're nice and juicy, sweet. Give it a little bit of a different colour as well. Also, if you cut those rounds and stick it on a burger. Oh, yeah. Well, and with... With some of the beautiful new season uh, Murray Bridge tomatoes that we've got. Yeah. Uh, they've got a bit of size, a bit of colour and a bit of texture as well. Can't do better than that. John, you make me hungry. Oh, well, that's our job. All right, let's do the pick of the market then. Pick of the market, still broad beans, sweet potato, dime a dozen, huge cauliflower for five bucks. Wow. All the tomatoes are peaking, capsicums, eggplant peaking as well. Yeah. You name it, we got it all. Yeah, it's all there and, uh, and cherries to boot. Uh, you've got to decide whether you're going to take some home or not. Not this week. i got KP mangoes, mate. <laughs> and on that bombshell, back to the studio. You're listening to a Triple R podcast. Discover more podcasts from Triple R exploring science, technology, food, books, social issues, politics and more. To listen, hit up the Triple R website or your favourite podcast platform. Independent Melbourne Radio 3 Triple R. Noah. Crow Cross. Here I am. Here he is. Here he is. He's not an Aaron, he's a Noah. Uh, those that uh, didn't listen before, I uh, name-checked incorrectly, but um, it was good because I got uh, to see Tim Thorpe. You've been having a lovely chat too. did have too. a nice chat. Smirking 
uh, through the glass there. I think he was happy about that one. <laughs> he was. He was indeed. He enjoyed it. Uh, but we met the other day where um, I was lucky enough to come to a place called Rice, Paper, Scissors, one of the outlets of it, and it was sort of a function space. And there was this big old dinner and I got to talk to you and I went, ooh, that's an interesting accent. Yeah. Where are you from? So a uh, bit of a mixed bag. I grew up in Austin, Texas, um, but was raised by Australian parents. So came back and forth a bit. Was born in Canada to boot. So I'm a bit okay. of a mutt. And I've, I've been in Australia for 15, 16 years God, now. you sound like me. <laughs> Canadian parents. Well, Canadian dad. Right. And lived in Montreal. Where did you live in? Did you live in Canada? I was born in Toronto. But, uh, T.O.? Yeah. Okay. We, we, we moved um, to Maryland shortly after that. And yeah. I, I don't remember much about Canada. And it's just, it's too cold, so I haven't been back. <laughs> right. Well, it's warmed up, apparently. The, the winters in Toronto are less mm. severe than they used to be. And having heat is, waves. Is the word on the street that I hear. I've still keep in touch with a, a friend of mine who lives in the lakes country above, which mm. that's God's country. <laughs> um, but um, uh, let's talk a little – I'm dying to talk to you about Austin, Texas and yep. and what the sort of the milieu uh, is of that place. But uh, Rice, Paper, Scissors is where you are working now. Yep. Um, how did you end up here and there, and um, what's what's this rice paper scissors all about? So rice paper scissors is uh, Southeast Asian tapas style dining. Um, it was uh, started by Rami Clues and his wife and the friend Kim about eight mm. years ago, and um, basically share style, real fun, exciting venue, mm. and we pull our flavors from Thailand, Vietnam, Malaysia. Um, but mm. since I've been in Melbourne, mm-hmm. um, I was introduced to Southeast Asian food, and it, it really took me, really took me, and I, I fell in love with the flavors, and been cooking it ever since. They're big flavors, like a lot you would have found where you are in Texas. Yeah. Same, same, but different. Yeah, we could say. Well, very similar ingredients, and Limes, yeah, there's a lot of lot of lime and lot chili lime. and yeah. coriander, coriander, um, and. You know, I guess you're using rice paper instead of tortillas. Um, yes, but very similar flavor profiles, and yeah. I really enjoyed that when I came over here. Yeah, you would have a few few new things like galangal and yeah. kaffi lime, yep. um, stuff like that. Mm. But yeah, pretty much the same, and it, it all sort of goes in that um, a, a subgroup of food that we have around the world, like a cuisine of the sun. Yeah. You know that that <laughs> belt of 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 big flavors, yeah. um, uh, you know, very very uh, bold flavors, lots of chili, um, and stuff where you really really celebrate being alive. I'd well, that, that's say. what I love about it because I mean, mm. as, as a young chef, you know, when you when you're first starting out, it's all about French cuisine or Italian, or at least it was for me in the in the early '90s. And me too. Um, yeah. When you know, it was there was a lot about subtlety, and then suddenly you came across these flavors <laughs> that was just like big, bold subtlety. flavors. Yeah, yeah, Thailand. Like if you, yeah, where it's, it, that's probably one of the nuttiest cuisines in the world because they do the whole okay, salt, mm. acid, sugar, chili, uh, umami, and then they do it again. Yeah. And, and build it There's up. so many layers. Yeah, it's not like doing a vichyssoise. <laughs> is it? No. No, no, not, not col- at all. cauliflower soup. Now, before we forget, you wanted to... Yeah, cream of, cream of cauliflower. <laughs> um, you have a charity event that you wanted yeah. to mention? Yeah, so um, 
based on what everything is happening up north in Shepparton, um, we're doing a really special event with Lighthouse Projects. Oh, good on you. Yeah, yes. so um, we're doing a collab dinner with Donovan Cook. And that's going to be at our function menu, Auntie Kim's. On are the you cooking at Ryan? No, you're... no, he's him and his he's team are going to come you. over. Yeah, so we're we're really honoured, really excited. Um, Have you cooked with Donovan before? I haven't. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's lovely. He's um, he's he's a master of French cuisine. He is. Like yeah. you know, he's 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 worked every. I think he's a Gavaroche, Yeah. The yeah, you, you, you name it, and um, and he's awesome and. Oh, you'll have a ball together. Yeah, I'm very excited. So, yeah. we're, so we're doing a six-course meal. He's doing three courses. I'm doing three courses. And 100% of the uh, ticket sales are going to Lighthouse Project. So we're getting our, our staff are volunteering their time. Mm. Um, our suppliers are, are donating the food. So it's really exciting. Hospitality people have got good hearts. And it's, it's so often where uh, there's calamity all around us. And I remember this. Do you remember this, like, 2019, Matt, you know, there's fires and everything like that. And all the, uh, so many of the people that I know in hospo were just saying, oh, well, what can we do? Mm. Yeah. They're first to step forward and go, yeah, I know. I mean, you know, you work, what, 80 hour weeks or whatever, you know, just crazy hours. Not so hours. much anymore. But. I know. But, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's tough work. Mm. But still, the ability to do that. So, um, so where's this money going to go to? Who's it going to actually help? So it's going. All Just the, reiterate that if you could for me. Sure, all the proceeds are going to Lighthouse Project, and I believe. What's Lighthouse? Um, I, look, I'm actually a bit unfamiliar with it, but yeah. I, I believe um, it was we were put in touch with them by um, Hillary Nevin. Hillary Nevin, yeah, yeah, and. Yeah. Um, they what what we believe they're doing with this fund is they're going to help the displaced families that have gotcha. lost their homes in the floods. And, and they're talking about you know around uh, where is it Golden Valley? They're talking about yeah. all these gastro outbreaks now. Oh wow, that's really that's bad. Yeah, it's a mess. Yeah, my bad. wife's from that area, and even yeah. some of her relatives have had to go stay with other relatives that were out of that flood zone. So yeah, it's it's affected us personally, and, yes. and we're really excited. Oh, good to on you, be able to help. That's uh, that, that's that's really really good, and who knows? We might not be out of the woods yet, and uh, because no. I think there's more rain that's been uh, forecast for mm. November. So yeah, the help's going to be needed. So that's really really good. Yeah, we're very excited about it. You also mirrored. Um, was there something else you wanted to say? Did I just go no, across no, you? No, you're right. uh, you you've worked at a, f- uh, a few places here. Um, uh, we Matt and I were sort of. Uh, Conversing about that, and uh, one was uh, it looks like you took over as helmsman at uh, Red Spice Road. Yeah, yeah, that would have been one of your first things where you got bombarded with these flavor bombs and spice bombs and things like that. Yeah, so I, I was lucky, um, I, I landed that job through an acquaintance. I'd been working at Maha, yes, and um, it was a lovely front of house manager there, Alicia McClee, yes, and her husband at the time was the executive chef at Red Spice Road, mm. and um. Yeah, she. I, I'd put in my notice there and was looking for my next opportunity, and she said, "I think you should go for that job." So um, big step from Mahaf because that was uh, you. You were sort of helping out uh, yeah. <laughs> at Maha. but uh, but before that, you worked at Hamilton. Yeah, did a couple of years up in Hamilton Island. Hamo, yeah, Hamo here in Australia. Yeah, yeah Hamo, where you get NBO'd, as they say, next boat off. That's when you do something naughty. Oh, we used to call it the three. <laughs> we used to call it the three o'clock special because <laughs> I used to work on Badaro. Uh, yeah, in, right. In, in Dunk Island, and uh, yeah, that was the uh, that was the thing. It if, you, if you screwed up, there yep. was 
no pack your bags. Bye. That's right. <laughs> and you were you were you were gone. And uh, I think one of the great things about working on an island like that is um, is logistics because mm. if you run out of orange juice or oranges, you screwed. There ain't no shop to go no. to, is there? No. That was, I definitely learned to be organized while I was working there. And yes. we used to just get one boat shipment a week to get all of our yeah. stock. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I mean, I guess one of the perks of being up there, though, was that the seafood was just incredible. I mean, when the polystyrene boxes would arrive in the kitchen, all the chefs would, it was oh. like Christmas every day. So yeah. it's the only place I'd worked where we were getting, you know, live prawns dropped to the door and. And live urchins. So, and troll, in that case, the trawlers used to come to the docks? Yeah, well, they would come to Early Beach, which oh, was where Early, a lot of yeah, the, yeah, the right. processing centers were, but then it was put on a boat that day. And I mean, we would have issues where the fish would still be in rigor mortis. And we yeah. would have to contact the supplier and be like, look, it's too fresh, guys. Like, <laughs> I need you to just turn here. it down a little bit. Houston, we <laughs> have a problem. We do. And um, I recall I, I, I did a deal with some a couple of trawler guys that they, mm. they would come straight to the island. Wow. And uh, some fish would fall off the boat and some beer would fall into the, <laughs> into yes, the boat a bit and, of that going on. and everybody would smile. And, um, and then as I said to Matt once, I could carry a, you know, a, 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 a fresh, uh, fresh huge fish and freak out the Kennedys, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, Houston, we have a problem. Austin, mm. different place to Houston. Very cool, very cool, Austin. So we we ended up going there because my father was a professor at the university there. But what took us uh, to what Austin? Field? Uh, biology. He, wow. was, he was a zoo director and a zoologist, wow. and he kind of semi-retired teaching at the university there. Yeah. Um, but the reason we decided to go check out Austin is because it's actually sister cities with Adelaide, which yes. is where my mother was born and raised. And um, I don't know how they come about with sister cities, but they are actually quite similar, and they have some very similar characteristics. Mm. But um, Austin's a great town. It's um, very multicultural. University town? Big university. Yeah. Uh, university of Texas is like its own town inside Austin. It's yes. huge. Um, lots of great food. Very. Yeah, what sort of food scene is it? Um, well, Texas is a bit of a melting pot yes. as it is anyway because of the, the basic the, – the, Various colonizations of France and Spain and Germany. Yes. Um, well, I didn't know the Germans came through there. Yeah, mm. yeah. There's actually a little town just south of Austin called New Braunfels, and and mm. when you when you walk through there, it's it's like you're in Germany. It's pretty wow. Crazy. Yeah. Well, it's the same Adelaide, similar in that mm. sort of way, isn't it? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because that was that was uh, uh, the German sort Handorf of. Handorf is the town just outside of Adelaide. Yeah, very right. Germanic. Yeah. Okay. There you go. But yeah. So we had, we had those European influences as as well as um, unfortunately African slaves that were brought over. Brought all their ingredients and mm. cooking methods, um, which okra. really yeah okra, Great. which really influenced yeah. the the Cajun Creole yes um, flavors of the southeast. So, um, yeah, great melting pot of culture and huge live music scene. And Austin's the live music capital of the world. Yes. So I was very, very spoiled growing up to see some great shows. Yeah, wow, I can, can imagine. And um, so was there one sort of um, uh, cuisine that dominated or was it sort of spread out? Was it – because I, I, I know that there's – I think, when I say I know, I don't know, I'm asking the question, uh, the, uh, Mexican food. So yep. that was that was quite big? For me it was. Um, yes. I think, you know, growing up, 
working in kitchens when I was a teenager, I was one of the, the solo gringos in the kitchen. It was, it was mainly mm. Mexican immigrants. And I used to love when I would say, um, you know, you guys want staff meal, I'll make family meal. And, and the, the beautiful old ladies would be like, don't worry, we no, brought our no, own. No, 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 like, no. We, we brought our own food don't, today. Don't let the gringo cook. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they'd start pulling out their lunch boxes and have all these beautiful gorditas and all their homemade salsas. What's and, a, what'd you say? A gordita, sorry. So it's like a, it's almost like a little Mexican um, pita bread yes. made out of masa flour. Mm. Um, and so they would have those for breakfast and they'd stuff them full of mincemeat and eggs and cactus and cheese. And then they'd wrap it all up and bake it so that cheese would kind of melt through everything mm. inside it. The queso fresco? Queso fresco? Queso fresco, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the cheese, which mm. is sort of like a, a white, um, a good melting, but yeah. uh, not too... Not too strong. No, yeah, no, like, it's very, very like a, mild. Like a, a Mexican mozzarella. Yeah, yeah, it just kind of ties everything together. Yes. Um, but yeah, beautiful salsa. So I, I, I grew up in kitchens with just having those kind of flavors around all the time. And mm. I, I don't think I'd really appreciated how lucky I was until I, I moved here. And when I did move here, um, you know, there wasn't the Mexican scene that there is now. No, because no. we, we, we have the... Um, the yellow packet uh, Mexican food. The El Paso. <laughs> yeah, uh, which is one. And then we also have an American who came here many, many moons ago in the 70s, uh, Bill, Taco Bill. Yeah, yeah. And um, and I will say that um, Taco Bill is one of the, the only jobs I ever walked out of. Cause I, I, <laughs> I did. I managed to two days. Was it because of the food? Yeah, it was, it was, I, I, was, I was working in the bar and I was, it had this frozen margarita machine. It was the one on Fitzroy Street, in case you're wondering, folks. Wow. And it was when they made me put on a poncho. <laughs> that, uh, I just I handed the poncho back and I went, <laughs> no. they said, where are you going? I, I can't do this. <laughs> this isn't for me. I can't, but anyway, that's enough about me. But um, So um, I was wondering if, if for the gringos here, if mm. we're trying to make – I'm. I wanted to attempt to do a fish taco. Yeah. What makes a really, really good fish taco? And yeah. Well, well, the fish for starters, yes. just having really good quality fish. But I yes. think, I mean, what's going to make a great taco is making your own tortillas. Oh. So getting getting masa flour and yes. making your own tortilla mix. Yes. Um, back home, one one of the things that they put into everything is pork lard. So putting a bit of pork lard through your through your dough makes everything taste to make great. it pretty tasty. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I've seen that. Yes. Making your own tortillas, good quality fish, nice mm. fresh salsa. It's, it's hard what's to go wrong. A, what's a good salsa to go with a fish taco? Um, well, we're very lucky in Australia now that we can get fresh tomatillos. Which oh, are the little, little, yeah. Like kind of green da- tomato-looking things. Daniel Wilson grows those. Uh, yeah. Chef around, around the place. Right. Uh, Daniel, if you're listening. Yep. <laughs> uh, I, well, when I first moved here, the only tomatillos you could get were blended ones in a can. So yeah, it was pretty, it's terrible. It was pretty rough. Yeah, yeah. Nasty pulp. No. No, 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 no integrity. Yeah. And I'm just wondering... Um, Always interested to hear, and that we've got about two minutes left. Mm. Um, chefs' day off or Scooby snacks for chefs when they they come home. Yeah, what are your sort of go to sort of things when, oh, you, man, when you're cooking at home? I'm a ham sandwich guy. Like really? my, my wife always Toasted? laughs at me that I cook all this amazing food and I just yeah. come home. I just want a ham sandwich. Toasted? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Ham, cheese, tomatoes, bread and butter pickles, coupy mayo. 
Yeah. That's, that's my go-to. Bang. But I'm very lucky that uh, we live in Preston now, and we've got a high street right there with all these great Vietnamese restaurants. So I spend a lot of time down there eating Ooh, my way around. Oh, yeah. And there's, um, and there's also um, also some really, really great Middle Eastern food. And, of course, I mm. can't think of the name of the place that does those really beautiful falafels. Not very good falafel that we had on the other day. Oh, yeah, I heard that. Um, but anyway, um, well, it's a delight to have you here in Thanks, Australia, mate. even though you've been here. Thanks, mate. I've been here for a while, you know. <laughs> I've got the lingo. Yeah. Uh, but rice, paper, scissors, um, whereabouts are they? Around Brun- the place? Brunswick Street, yes. Hardware Lane, and then we've also got Auntie Kim's in Collingwood for our function space. So if you've got a wedding coming up, give us a shout. Yeah, damn right. Okay, well, uh, hey, good luck with Donovan. Thank you. you. Yeah, very exciting. And uh, and that's a really, really, really good cause. 12.59 here. We've got 30 seconds before Alex is uh, taking over. Is Crystal there? Too? Crystal's in there waiting for hey, his ingenuity coming up next. You guys can never I, see I, each I can other. never see, so I thought I'd make it a point to go... Hi, Crystal. <laughs> Give him hell. We'll put a mirror in so yeah, you can we'll see be- her next week. Thank you, Matt. Um, again, Noah, lovely to meet you. Thanks, and uh, it's great to hear from you. Matt, you rock. You do too, Cameron Smith. Tim, you rock too, if he's still there. He's gone. And you do too. We'll see you later. Bye. Hi, this is Cam Smith, and you've been listening to the podcast of Triple R's Eat It, a weekly radio show about food and drink. Broadcast live on Triple R from Melbourne, Australia, every Sunday. Hope you enjoyed the podcast and feel free to get in touch with us via the Triple R website.